Happy Holidays from Jeff and the rest of the gang here at Taking the Cynic Route. Our gift to you, episode 20. It's a good one, as usual. There's a lot of butt talk. We talk about Bruce's uh, little little visitor down under for the holiday season. Uh, Guinea John discusses his butt trumpet. Uh, we talk a little bit about Hugh Hefner's buried treasure. Chris Rock drops by for a spell. We have some what ifs with uh, time machine talk, what we do and what not. Guinea John is convinced that Geico is trying to sell him vagina. And we do a few new segments, everything from a segment called Politifucked, where we go on about immigration and other shit we don't know anything about, and another called Devil's Nadvocate. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all around a fun time. You'll enjoy it. And also check out our Patreon page if you guys like what you're hearing and you crave a few more episodes. There's patron-only episodes on there for like... Two dollars, something crazy. So, yeah, pony up the cash and, and get like I think there's four or five episodes up there now. You'll love it. Trust me. Enjoy this free episode, episode twenty, taking the cynic route. I'm Rachel Ray. I'm going to show you how to please everybody in a flash. Let's go grab some of that meat. Let's just try and ease him out of there. Awesome. Look at that. It's the size of my head. You could barely fit your fingers around it. Man, I love a big cock. It's a whole size thing. Size matters. Oh, yeah. Your body just starts to crave big, thick cock. Say that ten times fast. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. We got pessimistic minds and optimistic Sharts. Offended, parts, pricks, clout. What the fuck is going on? What this life's about? About taking the cynic route. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello, gentlemen. Hey, good evening, everybody. Thank you for once again taking the cynic route. Pre-holiday edition coming at you tonight from the cold, shivering shores of the Chesapeake Bay up on Baltimore Way. <laughs> Guinea John coming at you. They call me Bruce. And I'm Jeff in the holiday spirit. So, I got an early Christmas present this year. Oh, yeah? Do tell. I think I know where this is going. Bruce is in the holiday spirit. In the holiday spirit. <laughs> uh, I have... Happy holidays. What feels... Like an extra phalange <laughs> growing out of my butthole. Got a little gummy bear. So, have, have you guys have you guys ever had hemorrhoids before? I think once I flirted with having one, but it like went the other direction before it got bad. What's like, the, what's the other direction? Like it went the direction of where it took care of itself and it wasn't an issue. Right. I feel like I have. A couple years ago, I came a sort of close, but it didn't happen like full bloom. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Full bloom. <laughs> so no, basically. Well, no rosebud. Right. Yeah, Correct. I've, I've had a handful in the past. You know, once every few years. <laughs> I could picture a handful. Not, 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 not in once. size, but quantity. <laughs> I could picture like a handful of grapes. Like, you know, <laughs> like they're all tumbling out of my hand as I'm reaching into a barrel full of grapes. Right. <laughs> I imagine like... 
like uh, Cthulhu's lips. Right. Like <laughs> some kind of like HP Lovecraft right? Lovecraftian <laughs> prehensile. Yeah. Like. But to answer your question, I've had them inside, not outside. Okay. So, had, yeah. Damn. We, yeah, they, they just sort of, that. you know, they swell and then they sort of just, there's a, a, a sort of lump down there. You know, the grape is probably not a, a bad comparison. I think there's been a grape up there. Um, and they hurt like hell. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So, t- so you, tell us about your description of when you fart. Now, this was the funniest <laughs> fucking thing I've heard in a while. <laughs> what was that word you used? Like, not ripple. Was it a ripple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It, it adds an extra ripple. But that's only because <laughs> I've been uh, applying, you know, some additional cream to said uh-huh. orifice. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, and I was describing it like in, in a car. When you used to watch cartoons when you were kids, and somebody would scream or yell or yodel, and the camera would zoom into the character's mouth, yeah, yeah, you yeah. see their uvula hanging in oh, the back yeah, of their yeah, throat, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> vibrating back and forth. That's what I feel like happens whenever I fart. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like, <laughs> dude. Oh my god. So yeah, they're no fun. Hemorrhoids are are no fun. I love when. Like those times when you know you have a lot of like air mm-hmm. trapped up in like to fart with, and you know it's going to be sus- you're going to have some good sustain or good hang time, right? Like you can actually like control like a horn player would. Like you let like you can actually create like original expressions with your farts. <laughs> you know, like when you go to fart, sometimes like you're purposefully like trying to make like entertain yourself with right. how you can make it sound uh-huh. like. Dude, I love it's like songwriting, dude. It's like composing with your asshole and some air. <laughs> like if somebody you can't say that Louis Armstrong and like fucking Charlie Parker and John Coltrane and people like that. Uh-huh. Dude, all they did was blow through a fucking reed and it made melody and made melodies. Like that's all they did. I mean, and that's what you're doing when you're farting through your asshole and you're fucking controlling how much air or how little air to control the pitch. Like you're doing essentially the same thing. So it's like butt jazz. Yeah, you're the you're the Louis Armstrong of the butt trumpet. <laughs> right. So I mean, am I gonna be the one that points out that trumpets don't have reeds? Well, you know, well not it is an asshole. So trumpet's probably better closer because an asshole doesn't have a reed per right. se. That's a mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah. That's another weird thing. Every time you're looking at someone's lips, like that's basically just the other end of their asshole. Like it. <laughs> Like you know, like a garden hose, it's exactly the same on both sides. Right, right. Like why is why are we any different? Like, yeah, remember not, uh, next time I'm making out with my wife. <laughs> right. Next time I'm making out with Jeff's wife. <laughs> you fuck my wife, dude. <laughs> so yes, hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. I know, yeah, I never had one personally, but my brother has a good story about one. Okay. Uh you guys, you you are familiar with Pollock Johnny, indeed. Yes. He's been on the show and a couple episodes. He uh, he once had a hanger, mm-hmm. so bad that he had to go to the doctor. Oh, okay. Well, see, I've never reached that point, thankfully. Right. So, front now, I hope I'm doing this story justice, and he'll have to clarify some details. But to make a long story short, he goes to this doctor, and the doctor proceeds to have him go spread eagle belly down. Mm-hmm. And then tapes his ass cheeks open to each side of the wall because it was such a small room. Right. So he had one long, like, four-foot <laughs> piece of tape going from one ass cheek to the left side and then the other to the right side. Mm-hmm. And then proceeds to slice it off. Oh. 
Okay. Now, he had his ass cheeks open. The whole time, he said, the doctor never shut the exam room door. <laughs> so there's people like walking <laughs> past in the hallway who can just see straight down to his, colon. his right. sphincter. That's insane. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. Like, it's not humiliating enough. <laughs> yeah. To have a hemorrhoid. Let alone... To have your ass taped to the fucking walls. <laughs> yeah. And then have it on public display. Right. For every, like, mom walking their child or the pediatrician down right. the hallway. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine. No. No. Yeah. That's just like, that's like public shaming. <laughs> At that point. At that point. Yeah. Right. Whew. So I'm assuming he got like some sort of anesthetic. Uh, yeah, I think that I would hope there's some right. type of local. You know I mean, mean, yeah, thankfully I've never, you know, I've never really had a hanger. It's just more of like a swelling. Um, yeah, a little, little bulb. Right. But yeah, I can't imagine one that like becomes the life of its own, like like the alien popping out of a chest. <laughs> Looking <laughs> space balls. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> my baby. Hello, my darling. Anal clot. Anal clotto. Anal Quaid. Uh, yeah. Hope, hopefully, right now, our listeners are appreciating this topic of hemorrhoids and they aren't saying, guys, too much inflammation. She goes, so what else is new, fellas? Oh man, what else is speaking new? of butt play uh-huh. like on the topic of of like buttholes, but more like like a happier topic of like butt play? <laughs> okay, Jeff and I, I think I've been playing with your butts. A couple weeks ago, we came up with this funny image of like um, if Trump used anal beads ever, they would be like Ferrero Rocher because <laughs> 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 <he> like <laughs> he fancies himself like you know like a upper class New York you know all right, that right. shit like glitzy. All that Golden Tower bullshit. So then I had the funny thought, the equivalent of that for like a trailer park would be Whoppers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, imagine like those fucking exact... Whoppers are the Ferrero Rocher of the... Of the trailer park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, imagine like those two candies like, like dipped in shit, like are coming out of an asshole, like... It would be like we, the colors do we, do we are so have to? the colors are so similar, and even the textures. Once that chocolate melts a little bit right. from playing around with it, that's going to start to melt and be all fucking like, you know. If someone's going to ease a candy bar up my ass nice and gently, I would take like five thousand dollars for that or something. <laughs> also true. I mean, what about fifteen Ferrero Rochers? Rochers. <laughs> <laughs> Seven for me to eat and eight up my bum. Uh, New sounds. Ah, the joy. (laughs) So I I honestly think you would go lower than five grand. Um, It depends on who's doing it, which was another variable we talked about a couple episodes ago. Um. It so depends let, on who's let, doing it. Let's say a girlfriend. Like it was something she really wanted to try. <laughs> she I mean, just go really free, right? had the urge to shove a um, hundred grand right. up your butt. Um, King size. Well, I mean, it would depend on... We would talk about it first. 
You know, well, it wouldn't well, be it wouldn't be a spur she, of the moment she, thing, right? She wouldn't just go cold. What if it was a Toblerone, like pointy edges? <laughs> Toblerone obelisk. Gee, <laughs> yeah. I'm a fucking 2001 fucking monolith up my ass, <laughs> which actually looks like a candy bar. It looks like a fucking Hershey's bar. It's the next stage of evolution. Oh man, I still say that that monolith is a cell phone, dude, and the mo- <laughs> monkeys scampering around it and gibbering. That's uh, that's what we become, and I'm guilt guilty. <laughs> but anywho, yeah, you know, for the longest time, I went without a smartphone, just thinking ah, I don't need it. You know, who the hell cares? I resisted too. Stupid. Yeah, uh, and finally, it got to the point where I had to upgrade my phone, mm-hmm. so I got a smartphone, and yeah, within like a week, I was absolutely fucking hooked. Right, like my eyes are glued to that thing way more than they should be. And I remember resisting, too, when I first got to that new flat keyboard, you know, instead of, like, actually pressing keys and shit right. like that. Um, that was a big big jump for me. It was a, that was a transition because I was skeptical of that shit and was not a fan of it at first. And I even took my, my first smartphone. I took it back, like, the first week because I was, like, just turned the fuck off by it. Mm-hmm. I was turned off by that whole transition. Um, but then I, you know... Came came around, you know. You realized how easy it was to look up porn. <laughs> no, <laughs> the phone is too small. It's not an optimal thing. You don't want you don't want to be worrying about your phone. You just have to hold. You just have to hold it closer. Hold or, me closer. Like, don't they? Don't they make like? Don't they make like VR masks? Yeah, like I have helmets. One. I have a VR headset for my that you slide your phone right in. Yeah, it's amazing. VR stands for very randy. <laughs> it's ruined regular porn for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's like hands-free. <laughs> I don't have that attachment. <laughs> but That's actually not a selling point because I like hands to be involved. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm gay! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one more thing about ass play. Remember, there was a <laughs> <laughs> there's that video that went around a couple weeks ago of some like couple. They were standing like in this parking lot, thinking they oh were completely God. by themselves. I did not see it, but somebody at work was telling me about it, you describing seen it? it to me. But oh, I have not actually terrible. seen it. It's terrible. So keep going. It's kind of scarring. Like, <laughs> and the dude is standing behind his wife with his hand fucking down the back of her pants. Wife, girlfriend. Oh, either one. Daughter, Probably wife. Stepdaughter. I can imagine them being married so simply. <laughs> and he's digging in her ass. Girl Scout. And she's just they're just standing there trying. You could tell they're trying to not be noticed. They're trying to be covert as possible. Like, mm-hmm. that's... He takes his hand out of her ass, holds his fingers up to her nose. That's like... Really, dude? Does she take yeah. a big whiff? Oh, yeah. She was ready and, and willing. That was the whole purpose of the operation. Like, I'm, <laughs> I guarantee. Like, so, America, you know. <laughs> maybe she just, maybe she has, like, an amazing smelling ass. It takes all kind to make a well. And he's like, can I get a flea fish? Can I get a flea fish? <laughs> Actually, if that's what she ate the previous day, like, then he got himself a flea fish. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I saw that. That was a pretty bad video. Yeah. So I think I'm I think I'm all tapped out on the ass play question. I'm pretty sure. Are I you think sure? I brought up everything I wanted to. <laughs> Covered all bases. Indeed. 
Enjoy that ripple, man. It's like having another musician in your band. Like. <laughs> So, what else is going on, fellers? A few weeks back, maybe yes. not even that long, actually. Southwest Airlines made the news once again mm-hmm. for the shaming of a six-year-old child. I know what you're talking about. Named ah. Absidae, spelled A B C D E, because her mom apparently didn't give an F. She gave zero Fs and zero only five Fs. and only the first five letters. So A B C D E is this child's name. Actually it's funny because those are the letters before F. Like she gave zero fucks. That was kind yeah, of the whole that point was the of joke. saying. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Way to way to pick up what he's putting down. So <laughs> while I'm not for the you know the actions of this southwest employee who you know apparently took pictures of this little girl's boarding pass and posted them on social media stupid like, I'm, I'm not for that you know this little girl had no choice in her name right it's not however, the girl's fault her parents are assholes right however her mother named tracy decided to name the kid Absidae or Absidi mm-hmm. or whatever. If you're naming your child such a ridiculous damn name, you have to expect some sort of you'd have to expect repercussions. It. That's right. So, what would possess a care uh, a parent to name like to go out of their way to almost guarantee that their kid's going to get picked on? I think certain personality types want their child to be so fucking unique that they'll just they'll do something like that and they'll think it's wonderful. Yeah, well their their kids going to be real unique when they uh fucking climb a clock tower with a rifle after being <laughs> bullied for their entire goddamn lives. But maybe that's what they're going for. <laughs> or or do you think that it's you know, do you almost think that it's the parents in a weird way they're the type of people that are always crying victim and are just creating more circumstances for them to be dramatic about. Yeah. Almost like a, like a Munchausen's by proxy. Right. Like <laughs> I'm going to fuck up your life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that reference at all. What is that? Or what is that reference? Like Munchausen's is uh, when, when you, nah, I, I could be wrong. You, you might well look this up Bruce, but I'm pretty sure it's when you fake an illness to get sympathy, okay? By proxy okay. is when you do it to, like, your kid, when you, you make your kid fake an illness okay. to get sympathy. You're, and you're, you're correct. Okay. All right. There's a, a word that's similar to that called valetudinarian. You could look that up, too. It's, it's, it's a cool word. It, it's kind of like a medical hypochondriac, somebody who always thinks something's wrong with them, and it's as an attention-getting device, kind of. Um, In the just, same ballpark, sounds like. Yeah. I don't know why you would possess what would possess you to give your name uh, child such a stupid name, right? Like you're setting yeah. them up a step back mm-hmm. in every right. aspect. Yeah. And I mean, I could understand, you know, I, and I don't even necessarily have anything against unique names, but there's there's a line, a line, there's exactly, be. right? Yeah, uh, 
this reminds me of this essay I read uh, years ago in the Freakonomics book you may have heard of. Um, Onyx the band. Something about um, like lower you can trace like intelligence level and like uh, like social class level and all that shit based on um, how people name their kids. Like lower class, how less spell the, like their kids name. less intelligent people, like weird spellings like that that are. You know, sometimes you could see, you could tell, like, Anferny, A-N-F-E-R-N-E-E, was, mm-hmm. you know, was a basketball player. Like, not, a- nothing. I mean, Anferny Hardaway? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just one example. And it's, like, non-respect of the color. It could be a race. It could be anybody. But my point with this whole shit was. Oh, yeah? Um, you, know, you know a like, lot of this, white Anfernees? The dude in the essay said, like, like Ashley and Brittany were, like, lower class girls' names in the 90s. Like, like that type of shit. I'll take your word for yeah, it. I mean, I like, mean. nothing against Ashley's and Britney's out there, but, you know. But you're trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, that's one thing you can't hold against You a, cannot, the exactly. Themselves. They, don't, they right. have not had their choice in that. But you had, I mean, there's no way that, especially the world the way it is, you can't expect that to somehow be a good thing. You know, like, I people think, are going to see past that. Everything's it's so, hand in hand. Everything's so surface nowadays. That's why the world is the way it is. It's right. Ca- it's a catch-22. People are fucking dumb. <laughs> so s- speaking of being dumb and shaming, the BFI, the British Film Institute, mm-hmm. <laughs> has publicly announced that they will no longer fund films with villains who are facially scarred. Why? Because they think that it, it, it promotes body shaming for people who actually have facial oh, scars. Oh, wow. Because they think it's like vilifying. I gotcha. Know, and creating, uh, <laughs> creating bad connotations for people with actual facial scarring. Okay. Jeff, has, what do you think? I hear you reacting over there. I think people have nothing to fucking worry about anymore and that they just make up problems. Right. This is fucking retarded. (laughs) The hashtag is I am not your villain, which which is, you know, gaining momentum, apparently, from people with fucked up faces. Shut up, hatchet face. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? Like, I mean, my impression is a positive one, because ever since Scarface in 1982, when uh, would you get that Scott tough guy eating pussy? (laughs) Yeah, some of the most badass characters have facial The Dark Knight, the Joker, you know. Wait, in Scarface. Does the cop say that, or does Pacino answer the question by saying eating, eating pussy? I you can't tell quite me. You're remember. the one quoting it, pal. All right, all right. I, I'm pretty sure the, the cop says it. I think you're right. I think the cop says okay. it. Okay. But yeah, according to the uh, according to their statement, they're they've made it a mission to destigmatize facial scars. Please. So yes, they will no longer offer funding to. Stacy Keach is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> Right. Reminds Joaquin, me of a joke my father told me. The only kind of meat a priest could eat on Friday is none. <laughs> right. Somewhere Joaquin Phoenix is, is yeah, cheering. He's like, <laughs> Somewhere Joaquin is sleeping. Somewhere Joaquin has no wife. <laughs> you say so, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I, I think people just need to mind their own goddamn business. 
I ten to one odds that no whoever wrote that article has no type of facial scar whatsoever. <laughs> right. Like. Right. When when are we going to be done feeling bad about people that don't involve us whatsoever? Like, I mean, it almost seems like every time something like this comes up, it's brought about by people without that affliction or without that problem. But you don't think it came from the like you know there were testimonials from people with the issue. I mean, that do, are being do you really heard. Th- do you really think some fucking war vet with a scar on his face is pissed off about? fucking star wars because uh the guy has a scar on his face and he's the villain do you think they give a fuck i would imagine think he not. watched avatar and and saw that the uh, villain uh, military guy you know with the claw marks on his head and he was just like this is insensitive to my battle wound right no not at all all right well there's some soccer mom who wanted to you know add to her blog <laughs> Pretty much. My first uh, exposure to imagery of facial scarring was the, the song by The Who called Sally Simpson okay. from Tommy. I don't know if any of you guys know Tommy at all. Yes. Yeah. There's that scene after he's a big star that it's on side four of the album, actually, like where, you know, this disciples and this groupies that all gather to him. And one of them was this girl, Sally Simpson, who would go to his concert and try to get close and like worshiped him and shit. And um, um, she tries to run up on stage, but a bouncer throws her off and she gashes her cheek. Um, her cheek hit a chair and blood trickled down, mingling with her tears. Tommy carried on preaching and his voice filled Sally's ears. Anyway, that's that's the song where that ha- the part where that happens. And actually, it's funny that you bring up Tommy because. The actor who played Tommy's dad or just the mom's boyfriend or whatever. Oliver or Reed or something. Oliver Reed, right. Yeah. He has a big scar across his face. Uh, that he got a bar oh, for yeah. He got stabbed in the face with a bottle. Oh, I read that about somebody recently. Um, well, Kenneth uh, Williams, the actor who played um, Omar on um, The Wire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kenneth, what's his name? He's got a middle initial. Kenneth something Williams, maybe. Uh, J. Chalky White. Or um, yeah, he was Chalky Q. White in Boardwalk Empire. He had some kind of... Th- bar fight altercation thing that then his scar on the wire is real it's it's his actual scar hmm. um and i read it about somebody else recently too who had to have some kind of facial reconstruction surgery after a bar fight i just read about this last night it's a big name actor it'll come to me there's that one actor who was in braveheart and he was also in uh, sons of anarchy and he's got the i think i forget what it's called some kind of smile like uh shit Edinburgh, it's some Scottish city, okay. and it had something to do with the gangs there, and they like slice your lips and then punch you in the face so it like breaks open. Wow. He's what got these the wicked fuck? scars going up his cheeks and made a career out of it. That's yeah, fucked fuck that. up. Yeah, a Glasgow smile. That's what it's called. Okay. Something like that. Dude, I would not want to Google image that. I would just never want to do that. Well, too late. So don't show me. <laughs> oh, and I thought of who it was, that Aquaman guy, Sammy Mimosa, Sammy Samoa, whatever his name <laughs> Sammy is. Sammy Mimosa. <laughs> J- Jason Momoa. <laughs> close. It was actually kind of close. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Sam I read his Mimosa. Wikipedia entry Super yesterday. close. When, um, I just took a quick look at his Wikipedia entry because he hosted SNL, which was terrible, by the way. Um, 
Bobby De Niro just botched the cue cards at the beginning at the cold open so bad that they like you could tell they cut it short like it was the shortest cold open I've ever seen. Um. So yeah, anyway. I'm, I'm looking at real pictures of the Glasgow Smile. Looking through a Glasgow Smile, and yeah, it's, it's too high a key. Sorry, it's basically the Joker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You probably have recognized the guy. He was also in Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. You're <laughs> Gladiator. About. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you hear about the Happy Roman? He was Gladiator. <laughs> uh, so you think this guy doesn't give a fuck about the BFI's funding? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So as an update, I think we discussed it before. The man who. The 69-year-old man who went to court to try to legally change his age to 49 because he identified as a younger person. Uh, what I don't get is why can't if he wants – it's all about his social media presence too, wasn't it? Right. Why like didn't he just he, change his birth date in his, in his profile he and figured, just be done he, with it? He figured women wouldn't uh, date want to date him on Grindr or wherever the fuck. Uh, but just change change his info on the site and his profile, and everybody will think he's forty nine, which is what he already thinks about himself. I think he wanted to legally be able to do it for jobs and stuff or something huh. too. But either way, uh, a Dutch court has thankfully shot him down and said, "No, that's retarded, dude." If he was Jewish and this was you know seventy years ago, they'd throw him in a Dutch oven. <laughs> Get this through your head, you Jew motherfucker, you. I'm sorry. I actually having a twenty fifth anniversary sh- a screening of uh, Schindler's List. Um, Next week, well, that probably yeah, it's like happening right now. Right. I know some. I know a couple people that are going uh, this week, like a weekday, like showing. Uh, are they German or Jewish? No, they're just like regular people, you know. Because Jew- the Jewish people aren't regular. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't understand why people hate, like you know, they're why are Jews like chosen to be hated? Like they're just. We can save that for another episode. You can't, episode. like, tell by looking at them. Like <laughs> allow, they just, allow me time to prepare my list. They just look like Caucasians, like, you know, with, like, darker hair. They just like, look like Caucasians. <laughs> like, like, it's not anything, like, what is it, like, about them? Like, how how are people hyper aware of who, who is Jewish and who's not? Like, it's just something that comes up, like, kind of randomly. Some, oh, oh, never, th- you know, I was like, because that's how concealed it is. It's not like... <laughs> Maybe I don't know, like, so real the, deep Hasidic, like, you know, it, practicing it, Orthodox, whatever, Jews. That, but. That's so that they can infiltrate easier. <sighs> this is funny, actually. That's what <laughs> some people think that, yeah. No, there's there's a large wave of people, mostly, mostly you know, supporters of Trump. <laughs> throw that in there. But I think that the Jews are infil- infiltrating the bank system and trying to take over, man. Hmm. It's fun. It's fun to dive down that hole. Oh, back to that now. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of holes, so Hugh Hefner died. Ah, this is a good one. And Indeed. they've been they've been you know auctioning off a lot of his stuff lately. Um, his typewriter, which you know I, I guess is what he used to uh, write all those write articles for in, incisive stories for you know the the early issues of playboy you know the the original issues of playboy his original typewriter brought in $162,500 mm. for Hugh Hefner's typewriter wow 
Uh, well, they they better the buyer better shine a black light on that fucking thing. I tell you what, <laughs> his <laughs> get his, out the lice, get out the whatever, get out the pledge, you know, whatever <laughs> the pledge. <laughs> so Hefner's personal copy of the first issue of Playboy, which you know had some photos of Marilyn Monroe in it, thirty one thousand two hundred fifty dollars. His uh, smoking jackets, which you know you always saw him in velour and shit like that. Uh, I don't know red silk smoking jackets. Okay, forty one thousand six hundred. I think velour is like the poor man's silk. Go ahead. And his gold and onyx ring, which had a secret compartment in it, where he kept his Viagra. Twenty two thousand four hundred. Filled with real hepatitis. And he was ninety something, right? He was early nineties. Yes, yeah. I think it was so that Viagra, I mean, it's supposed to be diff- hard on your heart, kind of maybe if you abuse it, if you overdo it. But he, 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 you know, he was. I don't think he cared. I think he did just the right amount. Yeah. So another one of the things that was purchased. Uh, this one was purchased by Jim Belushi. Uh, Leather bound script from the episode of Saturday Night Live that Hefner hosted in nineteen seventy seven, which uh, hmm. had John Belushi in the cast. Paid uh, wow. for thirty one hundred bucks for that. Wow! But strangely, there were some things that didn't show up at auction. Uh. Perhaps one of you guys would like to discuss that. Okay, I have it here. Okay. Do tell, Guinea John. Do tell. Okay. So, you know, Hefner died last year, age ninety one. He left orders with his top echelon people or whomever that a second casket be buried at sea. Okay. Locked inside said casket, cement lined, was his sexual scrapbook. Hours of sex tapes and thousands of nude photographs reportedly featuring famous men and women who cavorted at his mansion. All right. He was terrified of the world finding out everything about his past, the source told a British tabloid, adding that Hefner kept a treasure chest of memories, quote-unquote, dating from the 50s through to the mid 90s. Hefner, an orgy enthusiast who dated multiple women at once, was spooked after seeing Pamela Anderson's sex tapes leaked. He then assigned the Playboy Mansion's head of security to dump his private stash into the ocean. Now, clearly, he had this, he must have felt that this stuff is sacred and cannot be destroyed. However, it can never be seen again by anybody. So he just found like the middle ground there and that was his solution so wouldn't like burning it be easier when don't you think that would leave a greater sense of closure but no he didn't want them to be destroyed he like that's my point like he wanted them to exist forever at the bottom of the ocean yeah you know what but nobody could see them they were two separate desires he want he wanted us to go find it that's what he wanted he wants us to take a treasure ship so please fund our (laughs) patreon whoa that's actually kind of brilliant (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna find it and i mean think about it it's millions of dollars worth of whatever or can you imagine what tmz would pay for an orgy tape from hugh hefner burt reynolds um whatever like right, david whoever. bowie right, like just right. random and then one living still mm-hmm. throw uh i don't know uh, kevin spacey carol burnett kevin spacey. banging the butler or something <laughs> banging the butler's son <laughs> worth a fortune <laughs> michael jackson swinging from the fucking uh ceiling you know like n- you know a reference to him liking to be a- play child's games not to anything else 
<laughs> of course, of course, of course. <laughs> After all, he was okay. Oh, <laughs> he was all right. He was so, okay. <laughs> now, what I'm taking away from that, though, go ahead, is that he has footage of other celebrities at the Playboy Mansion. So, my question is. Were they aware they were being taped? Oh, or did he have some sort of crazy like hidden camera system in all the rooms where he would send these playmates up with these other celebrities and record it all? Dude, you know you who think that, he what had, that like, might mean? Some crazy blackmail scheme going on? Dude, what if he has the worst fucking Trump tapes ever imaginable? <laughs> and he and he's like throwing them at the bottom of the ocean saying, okay, left and right. Have fun with this. Like, just to fuck with both sides. A thousand percent there are Trump tapes in that casket. <laughs> and, and, and Bill Clinton tapes? Together. <laughs> in the same room. <laughs> with Hillary. Same check. Hillary was in the other room ordering pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? So, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the mind reels at what could actually mm. be in this. This now just, sunken treasure. It's kind of just fascinating how he solved that dilemma for himself with that solution. Like, like, do we think that the chest was like waterproof, or do you think everything was like destroyed the minute it said cement lined? I mean, it must be waterproof. He wanted them to exist, but he ne- he didn't want them to be seen by anybody. Like, but and there must have been some sort of like. It's weird to me because just to be in any kind of waters, you need to be like your boat needs to be checked in and have a license. And I don't know this, did they secret it off somewhere because I wonder how many people know where it is. Like you know, Dude, was, he's Hugh Hefner. I'm sure he has some type of yacht that he could, has a crew and could just send out at a on a whim. Right, just as right. far out as they want. Yeah, twelve what, what, Mexicans dropped that cement casket in the middle of the Pacific somewhere. Who's to say they dropped it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Maybe they hoarded it. Mm-hmm. Hold on to it for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And you'll start seeing orgy tapes on eBay. Right. Unfortunately, all starring 90-year-old Hugh Hefner. Yeah. No, what's going to happen is that you're going to see Russian submarines over there, <laughs> you know, trying to find it for themselves. and then Doing doing Trump a solid? Yeah. Putin will have blackmail himself even more. Why don't you go where fashion sits? <laughs> read my mind. Putting on the Ritz. <laughs> Putin on the Ritz. <sighs> You're getting you taking the cynic route uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did notice that one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh. Thank you. Un- Take me away, some other land. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! So, what else, um, what else Chris, we got? Chris Rock wants to wants to stop by for a second and tell, tell us his thoughts about when people complain about uh, daylight savings. Oh, hey, Chris! Oh, Chris, good good of you to stop hey, by. Yeah, he's just hey <laughs> taking the cynic round. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny, Chris? People always be complaining about changing the clock. Change it forward, they're going to complain. Change it back, they're going to complain. We got to set the clock back. We're going to lose this, that, and the other. Oh, we got to change the clock forward. Well, fucking hell, we're going to lose this, that, and the other. People always going to complain. 
Thanks, Chris. Oh, that was awesome. Wow. Dude, um, is, dude, Guinea John is proud to call you uh, a guest <laughs> of... Uh, Let's give Chris <laughs> a hand. Yeah, Chris, Chris, I hope you... Uh, you might want to take some Musinex or something. You sound like you got a bit of a cold. <laughs> sound a little off tonight. Yeah, we sound a little bit off tonight. <laughs> I can barely see the road from the heat coming on. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. We... Uh, we we had some more fan email come in. Did we? Uh-uh. And one was a request for Guinea John to do more of Stewie. <laughs> oh yeah, Dad. yes. So, whenever you're ready. Wait, do you <laughs> want to read the email? Yeah, I'm gonna pull it up. Okay. Maybe next week I guess it'll be Will Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Stewie, what do you think about Chris Rock? I think he's okay. <laughs> This is the same guy, but uh, different, different email. His email, he sent two emails, so he said he wants to hear more about Bruce's tour stories, which you never told, and then any funny gig stories between myself and Guinea John. And this is uh, Wild what, Mizey. This, this is from Mizey? Yeah. Did we did we tell you the story, Mizey, about um, the time that I, Jeff and I were in the middle of a song down, where was that place? Raffy's. Okay, and what's the town? Perry Hall. Okay, yeah, Perry Hall, Maryland. We're in the middle of a song, you know, and dude, I had to take the meanest fucking dump. Like, there was no waiting. Like, it had to happen. I like, shit my pants. <laughs> that that didn't quite happen. It would have if I wouldn't have put the guitar down halfway through. I just like gave Jeff a signal or something. <laughs> I pointed off the stage. I don't. I communicated like something in mid song. In mid song, took the shit. And my memory is different from his memory as to how this all ended. Okay. Like, I remember coming back to the stage during the same song, but he says that I didn't come back till this until the next song or something. Correct. I forget what song we were playing when when okay. you shit your pants. But I did not. I made it in time, but only because I ran off. So the two of us were doing a song. You ran off. I finished said song. Started. She talks to angels by Black Crows, okay. acoustic by myself, and finished that while you watched me finish it in the, the okay. audience. <laughs> we got to be careful how we word this. While I watched you finish, <laughs> you got to be careful. Yeah, so I finished all over you, and then <laughs> and then we played another song. <laughs> no, no, don't let anybody, dude. Nobody sample that. Like, um, but uh, that's hitting the board. And pal. another thing I remember differently is I remember it is like full band with your brother John on drums or something. But you just say it was me and you. Yeah, it was just the two of us. Okay, just, just the, the two, two of us. We can Shooting make in your face. it if we try. Just the two of us, you and I. So we had a couple more emails, okay. uh, both from Pollock Johnny who we spoke of in the hemorrhoid story earlier. <laughs> uh, he threw up a topic idea. If you had a time machine to go back any decade, what decade would you travel to and why? Hmm. Interesting question. I would say the 70s. Because of all yeah. the all the Bush and Coke. Right, pretty much. The best music. Which is funny because yeah. Bush and Coke are two powerful rich families <laughs> right now in America. And the Waltons. Uh, I mean, I can't you know, think of like having a raging party with some Walton. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got any Waltons? Yeah. This whore's not going to snort any Walton off my dick. 
mean, you know, uh, the coolest music, you know, music was still original, doing his thing. Uh, the movies were going crazy. Uh, you know, you had the whole new Hollywood stuff, plus all the independents were coming out, you know. French Connection was an answer on Jeopardy the other day. I was, it was like, I think it was like a $2,000 one. Did you get it right? Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> Obviously. Um, no, but I did. I did. Um, I, you know, I, for many years, I would have said the '60s for right. obvi- many obvious reasons. But now, when you when I heard that question tonight, it made me think of my own life because I'm in my 40s now, and I just thought of the fucking '90s, man. I'd go back to the '90s and be 24 again, you know, something like that. I mean, not that I, I mean, I'm perfectly happy with myself right now. I'm just saying that question to me now, if it was like a truly a genie in a lamp type question where I could actually do something like that, I would go back to to myself in the 90s so you wouldn't want to go back even earlier to like the 80s when you were younger as a kid and didn't really have any responsibilities and you know you could just run around and have fun and yeah but i also wasn't like time with all your friends i had also by my mid-20s i had discovered everything well not everything but like way more that i knew would would derive derive pleasure and satisfaction from by then as opposed to being 10 like masturbation well that's a huge thing (laughs) certainly certainly now, do you have the knowledge? Do you keep what you know as of today when you go back and said time machine? Mm. That's a variable, you know? Like, can I go back, be a kid, and then know to invest in Google when I'm 17? Right. right. Or you know? eBay or Amazon. or Right. Because right. then that's fucking probably Netflix, what I'm doing. Man. I remember when I first saw somebody with that fucking DVD that came in the flat mailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Netflix was the little return dress, that little tiny red fucking symbol. And, uh, dude, if I would have just, instead of putting whatever I put down in my, like I put down something close to 20 grand, 15 grand maybe, or something for my house I'm living in right now. Right. Back in 2006, I did this, which was horrible timing because of the crash in 08, but that's a different story. But if I would have taken that 20 grand and instead put it into Netflix and or Amazon, you know, at that or, time. Or Facebook or. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, and just lived in an apartment for like ten years or something. I would be able to fucking retire right now, right? You know, like, and it's just like, why does nobody think of that? I mean, people, <laughs> you dumb guinea, yeah, you dumb <laughs> guinea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what about you, Jeffro? I would probably say, let's see. It depends if I take the knowledge with me, right? If I don't, if I'm just starting from scratch, I'd say. 50s or 60s like if i'm reborn in this decade for instance because they were like the post-war boom years where right so you're living good and then you get to experience all the cool 60s and 70s stuff as a teenager or your 20s right Right. like segregation like my parents age you'd have to be careful of that though because if you chose to go to this 50s or 60s and not know things and start from scratch you'd risk being swept up in the vietnam war as a young man that would be a consideration you know that's just a risk I'd be willing to take. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of risk, remember remember that game when did you play Risk when you were a kid? Love Risk. I just played like six I, hours. by myself right, and I made yeah. up my own rules. Like Of course you did. The actual rules were like Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you played Risk by yourself? I did, and I had like two <laughs> okay. I there were like two teams, but I took to turns of each one when it you know. What were your rules that you made I up? Just, rolled the dice or whatever you did and 
So who know. won? See, man, draw. I always win. Or you always lose. Um, that's from Death Wish 3. Fraker says that. See, <laughs> man, I always win. But I got to tell you, if they wouldn't have separated us just now, I'd have killed you. Such a random quote. <laughs> it is. I remember playing Risk. You think this is a random quote? <laughs> it is. <laughs> I remember playing Risk with Beer Can Billy uh-huh. as kids, and he was so pissed off, and he flipped the board. <laughs> I feel like that happened a lot. Yeah. Dude. Billy that was on the show, that Billy? Yeah, Beer oh, Can man. Billy. And he's like 12 years older than me, so he's real pissed off because he's like 20-something being be- beat by a 12-year-old. <laughs> Went for Eurasia and up in Vermont. <laughs> Did you ever see, speaking of Charles Bronson, Cato's Land? No. I haven't seen too many Bronsons other than that one. Or he's a pissed off Indian. Or excuse me, Native American. And even like we said, even that is not accurate to say, kill that Indian son, son of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> so I saw a photo of a... Of a trailer, like a guy, a truck pulling a trailer behind it, mm-hmm. and um, on painted in huge letters in the back of the trailer, it said "Poon Saloon." <laughs> I saw that picture. Poon Saloon, the greatest thing. It is pretty great. I, I love it. I wish we had thought of it. I'm a little, I'm a little upset with us that we never came up with that particular turn yeah. of phrase. Yeah. Um, and we had a band called Whiskey Supper, right? Um, and I thought of a, a, a good alternative to that the other day, um, whiskey business. Nobody, <laughs> nobody thought of that. Whiskey business would have been an interesting name too. Sounds like a Tom Cruise film with a speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like that. <laughs> they whiskey, wouldn't have gone whiskey business. They wouldn't have gone for it. Yeah. Hey, Elmer Fudd, what's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? Whiskey business. <laughs> 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 dude this if there was an official like soundtrack of like teabagging like (laughs) that would be it like Um, it has to be official how do you like your tea (laughs) (laughs) two sugars Um, (laughs) dude i can always hear music with that so I think we, we kind of skipped past. I, I believe that we were starting down the shit story trail. Oh, yeah. Jeff had an uncle. Just going to jump right into it. Right. <laughs> Why not? He did. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> While going through the list of shit stories, Guinea John wants to hear the uncle one. So. <laughs> oh yeah, Jeff had an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Any uncles listening right now are on pins and needles. <laughs> needles and pins. But I don't think this one. This is this is actually an ex, a formal former uncle uh, via marriage, and uh, we okay, won't, we won't name any names. But um, he was a decent guy. He's named Phil. He's in poor. He's in poor health right now. But uh. You know, wish him the best here. Self-inflicted. Anyway, this guy, this is also the man who got me involved in guitar and really steered my direction of life to a degree. Uh, <laughs> for so better had, or for worse. For, yeah, exactly. Hats off to this uncle here. So 
But one one of his downsides is that when uh, <laughs> and that's a matter of, for of subjectivity. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, is it? <laughs> well, well, you be the judge. Listeners can be the judge. The so. jury's still out. So this uncle, after after years of marriage and and a, a kid and all kinds of things, you know, he was involved. He was a family member. They get divorced, and he leaves, and they're cleaning out his shed where he. <laughs> You know, I love that he just left this there. Go where, ahead. Where he did, you know, various woodworking and played guitar, whatever. It was his little man shed. So when they're cleaning it out, they come across these coffee cans, like Folgers, Maxwell House, what have you. I think I see where this is going. Like Robin Williams in the coffee aisle in Moscow on the Hudson. Go ahead. Sure. <laughs> so well, I, I, I watch a lot of movies. I don't even get that reference. <laughs> I don't, neither did I. I just went along with it. So coffee cans, okay? They're cleaning them out. And my one cousin opens one up and finds out he's been shitting in coffee cans because he's too lazy to leave the shed and go into the house. (laughs) So he shits in the coffee can, seals it up, and there's a shelf full of these coffee cans with random shit. Now, some of the coffee cans had, like, nails and screws or whatever. So it's like (laughs) landmines. It's like playing uh, Minesweeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee cans. So my one cousin has at least the, he has the wherewithal to to prank his other sister. So he's like grabs his cane. He's like, you know, hey, come here, check this out, and opens it up with a big pile of shit in it. Oh, so this guy, yeah, for years was just shitting in coffee cans and left it back there. That's insane. Yeah, like why why wouldn't you ever just like God bless go me. and dump them somewhere, like bury them in the backyard at some point, or like just throw the coffee can away and. I think next coffee can. that if you're at the point where you're too lazy to go into the house, take a shit, and you're shitting in coffee cans, you really don't care about what happens to said coffee cans in the long run. You that, really give, yeah. you that literally mix give with a shits. Bit of, <laughs> that also with the hoarder thing, whatever draws people, makes people hoard shit. Literally. Pun intended. Hoard shit, yeah. That's hoard shit. <laughs> <laughs> Some, uh, a buddy of mine. You know, there was a while they were running a townhouse, and they had this one roommate that lived in with them. Uh-huh. And one day they had to go into his room for something. He wasn't there, and like they were looking for something. I don't even remember what, like a remote control or something was missing. Uh, so they went to see if it was in his room, and they noticed that he had like one of those big water jugs, uh, like empty jugs of water that you use for the water coolers, yeah, like, on the side of his room. And apparently like the Culligan. guy had just been pissing in it <laughs> instead of walking down the fucking hallway to go piss in the bathroom. Oh, gross. I used to take a take a leak off my front porch into the like ivy bushes. There's like there was like these rolling ivy patches like next to my front porch. Mm-hmm. I would just like pee into there. <laughs> right. And now and now you're a registered sex offender for exposing yourself well, to the neighborhood. This is when I was like 11, 12 years old. I was like a kid, you know. Um but uh it was a combination of laziness, but I also didn't because when I, at the top of the stairs where the bathroom was, my dad was sleeping in the next room, and I just didn't want to like wake him up. So that was part of why uh-huh. I just like didn't go upstairs to pee. We only had the one upstairs bathroom. I mean, I don't necessarily see anything wrong with taking a leak outside. If you're outside, it's a totally yeah, different animal that's than true. storing it. Right, I, dude. Here's a story. There's a kid I went to high school with. I just acquaintance. It wasn't really a friend or anything, but. Um, I, I would love to say his name, but I guess I won't. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 
I will say this: that he had the word the letter Z I T occurred in his last name okay. together, so that was like a funny aspect of his name. Um, <laughs> dude, it was like urban legend about him that like he like would go up to his attic and piss in the insulation, <laughs> <laughs> and like he, or, the, or his attic was his hangout room essentially. That's right. the point of this. Like, and instead of go down to pee, he would just pee in the insulation. So that's a little funny story. Was it true? I mean, I don't know. It was just like urban legends. I didn't really know the kid. But, you know, keeping a good thought. I hope he's having a good life. I hope he's good wherever he is. Do you choose to believe? Do I choose to believe? As for me and Grandma, we believe. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like that's not, it's too specific to be made up. Like, that dude, he was definitely pissing in the insulation. Yeah, yeah. yeah probably. Speaking of insulation, we saw a Geico commercial earlier today. <laughs> nice segue. Yeah. That was great. Was good Dude, segue, yeah. Dude, so Geico's got this new campaign. Like, like, have I gone on a Geico rant with you guys yet? Like, I don't think so. Dude, I'll make it short and sweet. The, the sheer fucking volume of their advertising, the amount of fucking advertising that they do, it's so insidious and pervasive and every fucking where that it begs the question, because advertising is not fucking cheap, as we all know. That shit's expensive. Right. So where do you suppose they're getting the money from for, for all of that? Our pockets. Da-da, from their fucking customers. And they promise you, and I, I, I'll tell you a true fucking story. About eight to ten years ago, I did switch. And, and when I got off the phone, I was paying 15% less, as promised. However, every fucking year for the next eight years, okay, because eight years I had had seven years, somewhere in there, I had had fucking enough of this. Maybe it was six, actually. It was closer to six. Every fucking year, they, when it's 12 months goes around, they raise your rate. No, no questions asked. Doesn't matter if you had zero in, no problems. You never need them for five, six years. They raise your rate every fucking year. And uh, before you know it, they, they've recouped that fucking shit they get you in the door with, you know. Right, and it doesn't make any sense that they would raise your rate since your car is depreciating every single year. Yeah, but whatever happened to... I gave them free money for a whole fucking year. Like, like, just think about that. And they don't have to give that back. Okay? I did not need their... Yes, they were there if I needed them. I have them on retainer. Let's put it that way, you know? So the least they can do for the next year is keep it the fucking same. Why are they going to fucking raise right. the, all that hundreds and hundreds of free money they're getting and they don't have to give me back, and they're going to raise that? Right. That's just the principle of it. The principle of it can just fucking sucks. It's fucking dirty. It's fucking evil bullshit that's fucking wrong. I'm with you. So anyway, this commercial, they're, now they're trying to get you to get their homeowner's insurance, right? So there's this guy who's like chopping, chopping wood with his fucking big phallus hand like a machine should we try and act it out wait he had, he had a dick for a hand not literally but oh. but you he's, know he's splitting he's splitting oak yeah the, the the hard wood is lined up and he's beating down upon it right like and his wife's standing there at yep. the ready yep so anyway he and, jabs and, his, and, and the neighbor comes up yeah he goes should we act it out you can be the neighbor I don't remember all of it. I don't remember enough of it. I just remember the end where the guy jams his hand through the wall and this bold stroke of like like he's Fisto from fucking <laughs> Masters of the Universe. And then right next to that, the wife just walks through the wall and she leaves this gaping hole in the wall that is very vaginal in shape. <laughs> but 
on top of that, there's this like pink fucking insulation sort of hanging in the upper corner of this vaginal shape that this woman just made as, as the woman now walked through this fucking hole. Right. Made the, a hole spe- in the wall. Specifically the woman leaving the vaginal shape to... So you identify yes. that area as as female. And it's the suggestion, suggestion of rebirth or try something new. You know, get homeowners with Geico. It's fucking like kind of well planned out. Right. <laughs> you know, when, when, when you first send us the picture, which, which uh, for our listeners, he did send us a picture of this, is because of how concerned he was. I got some Geico, about Adam. The, the, oh, my about, about the Geico pussy on his wall. And it was only because I'm actually cat sitting at a place that has the, the TV where you can actually press pause and so, rewind. So what re- is that called? Re- rewind for a second. Your cat yes, sitting? Yes, some cat sitting. <laughs> right, because I mean, my grandma used to say, someday you're going to be finger banging them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, oh, yes, you man. sent the picture. Did you record first, that? I, th- I thought you were exaggerating, and then I saw the commercial, and I, I thought, you know, that, that does look remarkably vaginal. Uh, see, vindication, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> it's not vindication. <laughs> I mean,. <laughs> I try to sell on my Pringles thing too. Like I, I yeah, refuse the, the Pringles to... one, you're you're on your own. <laughs> but what I still don't get what sex and, and home ownership or homeowners insurance has to do with each other. What's like, the greatest feeling you've ever felt on this planet? Cocaine. You took the word from my mouth. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> Second. More cocaine. <laughs> anyway. Wow. But it's but not no, going to make Just the more. association is all they need. I know sex doesn't have anything to do with it, with homeowner's insurance, but by putting it together, dovetailing the, that in your mind. They're trying to make homeowner's insurance sexual? They're trying, they're, to, they're tr- trying to trigger that pleasure center for you, that sense of anticipation and pleasure, and by... This weird associative property, which is ridiculous, but it, the brain does it. So it, it attributes or- that pleasure right. and anticipation to the product instead, you know, just because the sex right. thing is triggered. Okay, but what if someone does not find v- vaginas pleasurable? Well, well, that's what the guy's fist through the wall is for. Everyone needs insurance, even gay dudes, even guys who, you know. Well, the, what- com- the commercial's twofold because they had a guy put his fist <laughs> through the wall as well. So it's hitting all. You know, yeah. his his. You know, his, his hand was clenched, you know, it was fist, you know, making his entire arm a phallic structure that just pounds right through the wall. Yeah. Plus, the woman walking through the vagina can be suggestive <laughs> of the woman masturbating herself, you know, and that's pleasurable to women and also obviously to men because it's a vag. Yeah, but you're, you're missing my point. Not all dudes are into vag. Enough are. <laughs> Right, I mean, but that's what you're that, playing that's the what, market. You're playing the yeah. stats. Right, but the commercial covers both bases because it has the guy with a fist as well. Okay, I'm. I'm still. I refuse to argue this. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> you see vaginas and and dick hands. That's fine, <laughs> but I really don't think. I think that's more of like in your mind, like a Mandela effect sort of a thing. As opposed to yeah. a well thought out plan by Geico to hide vaginas and dicks in their commercial. I'm pretty sure they had meetings about it. <laughs> yeah, um, we're with the hidden vagina department. <laughs> I'm with the mattress, please. Tags been removed from these mattresses. 
<laughs> oh man. What else we got going on, Phyllis? It's a great question. Hmm. Is that about the extent of it? We could talk politics if you want. Oh, because we haven't done that before. Well, you know, we could or talk we could talk well. sports. I know that the Steelers and Patriots both lost today. That makes it a good day in the sports world. Yeah, I totally missed all sports today. Um, Although I did check on the Ravens score, which made me very sad. Because yeah. apparently it was pretty goddamn close. They, they had the game won, too. They lost they, a barn they, burner. They threw up some ridiculous, the Chiefs threw up some ridiculous Hail Mary type pass on fourth and nine. Mm-hmm. And the guy fucking caught it. Like, you, you got to see the re- the replay of it, right. dude. It'll if you're any kind of Ravens fan, it'll break your heart, dude. <laughs> this play today was the equivalent of the Bengals' fourth down play at the last game of last season. As far as I'm concerned, psychologically and the emotional weight of what happened today is the exact same thing. Even though there's still three games left, right? Because if they don't make the playoffs, it all comes down to that play. It comes down to that fucking play. So that's my sports take today. Let's get a job with sports. <laughs> <laughs> got a ripple on both ends. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it sucks because I was letting them loose outside. and Let know, it loose. Let it all come down. You know, I came inside ready, ready to record and <laughs> nothing. What, you were going to hotbox us or something? Is that I, what you said? That was the initial game plan. Dude. Set up a fart mic. Right. Or just Dude, use your... I think he just wanted to see how we'd react, and it'd be good show, like fodder. You know, it'd be good for the show. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I wonder if there's ever going to be... You're getting a, a live shit story as I accidentally <laughs> <defecate> <laughs> all over the laptop. I, I wonder if there's ever going to be, like, smell-o-vision, you know? I'm surprised that it hasn't happened yet. There was... I can remember... When I was a kid, I remember a thing too. I want to see go, it's the same. Going cut. to the uh, Six Flags Power Plant down in Baltimore, and they would, had a movie theater in there. That you know, the film that they would show you, I can remember specifically. Like you were like riding in a sled and like down the hill and stuff. Everything and was had, it was three D. They had stereo speakers like around you. So and then wow. they had a box on the seat in front of you that like someone would like cut open an orange and it would spray like this yeah. orange scent at you. Wow. Uh, so was, it was trying to be like this. And, and, right, right. Yeah. yeah, it would like create wind and stuff. Right. right. So it was trying to be like this sense experience. Dude. Uh, Can you imagine as being a kite things. doing that? Did I know. I wish to, I was. I was like fucking eight. Uh, so, you know, I wasn't like, so what was I wasn't that? munching IMAX? shrooms on the way down. Is that what you called it? IMAX? I've no, s- it was at Six Flags Power Plant. It was like beyond IMAX. Oh, wow. It was, you know, it was 3D. Like sensory overload. Right. Yeah. And it was, you know, they were trying to to replicate anything that was happening on screen and I mean, it was just, it was kind of like one of those IMAX movies where it was just, you're I watching a bunch of shit that. that has like no fucking plot, but it's just visuals and stuff. So yeah, I can specifically remember like a POV of you on a sled, like going down the hill and right, like you're saying, like air would blow out yeah. at you. Hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, I specifically remember somebody, like a mom cutting open an orange and they would spray like this familiar. citrus scent, like in your fucking eyeballs. Mm-hmm. I remember watching something on Fox and for some reason, I want to say it was Revenge of the Nerds 3, mm-hmm. but 7-Eleven doled out these, like, scratch and sniff cards, and you're supposed to scratch and sniff them at specific points during the movie when right. it aired on Fox. And it was just, mm. like, some gross shit. Well, John Waters made a movie in, in the early 80s called, it might have been 80, uh, called Polyester, 
where it was, you know, the joke of the movie was it's in Odorama, and they would give out these scratch and sniff cards. And like any time a number would pop up on right. the screen, you're supposed yeah. to scratch off this thing. And it was stuff like they like you know the guy would bring home like fish or something, <laughs> or like you know they'd hold up somebody's dirty sneakers, and like there was one with like the dog would shit, and like wow. yeah you know you was trying to scratch off these like disgusting smells, uh, and that was part of the fun. Wow, that's hilarious. Damn. Uh, also in the movie Harold and Maude, which was seventy or seventy one, mm-hmm. she has this thing called odorifics in her place. She, it's like this like tube. It looks like a little tube of, of uh, nitrous or something. Right. But it's like small enough to hold in your hand. It's like a douche. Um, and she hooked it up to this machine and then she put this like breathing apparatus up to Harold's mouth and he and he like smells all these different smells. Odorifics. Harold and Maude. Yeah, I know some I know some people that hate that movie. Like and I can understand why. The movie's great. Yeah, I love it, but um I think Certain people on the right, I think, would just find <laughs> would find nothing charming about it at all. Um, I'm gay. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not a fan of Harold Mauld over there. I've never even seen it, right. so I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna make fun of it. The anyway. young young kids love affair with an elderly woman. Said um, the Dustin Hoffman. No, or, that's the graduate. <laughs> uh, Robert De Niro. This one's like an actual young guy and like a ninety-year-old woman. Yeah, no, she's Who's like se- she's seventy-nine. Uh, the kid Ruth- is Bud Court, and the woman is Ruth Gordon. Uh, she was the old lady neighbor in Rosemary's Baby. I don't okay. know if you've seen that. I've seen that, but okay. Bud Court was in old really lady nothing else. Does nothing for me. He was in. He was in a few things. He was in, Robert Altman did one called Brewster McCloud that he was in. Brewster McCloud. Yeah. <laughs> Harold okay. and Maude. Yeah, yeah, not familiar. Um, <laughs> it's really good. There, there's a couple of kind classic, of quirky, dark comedy. There's a couple of scenes in there that are like iconic and classic, regardless of whether you would like the whole movie. For some reason, I pictured Robert De Niro and Glenn Close or something like that. Huh. No, were they ever in a movie together? Alan Barkin, I think, and De Niro. Alan Barkin, was, maybe was something with what, him. Was there a movie with with just a female and a male name together? Because I really think that's why oh, I associated St- it. Stanley and Iris. That, ah, that might be it. Is that it? Maybe. Is oh, that De Niro? I, I can't, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I can't remember who the woman is. Well, it's a good thing we got Google. Oh, yeah. I guess we do. Yeah. Never Google me. Nero and Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda, that's it. Yeah. Foxy Jane Fonda. Lady Jane. Hanoi Jane. Handjob Jane, what? Yes. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, so um my political question tonight would be something mm-hmm. like this is this segment's called Politifucked. <laughs> <laughs> Politifucked. Um, Wait, you left out the sound effect that time. No, no, it doesn't matter. You didn't have to do it every time. Oh, it matters to me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my question is this whole refugee caravan bullshit. Like, if they're so worried about the border and people at the border, like, like they'll they'll send the military to the other side of the globe for years and years at a time for shit. 
Like, why don't they send, like, you know, those, here's what I'm saying. Like, that, that caravan is just a small symptom of a larger problem, which is unrest and horrible conditions and, like, political, all this bullshit happening in Mexico and points south. Why doesn't, because we go and fuck with other countries and tr- mess with their political systems and, and their infrastructure, and uh, we do all kinds of fucking around with countries out in the Middle East type area. Why don't, I'm not saying that I think we should, I'm just asking point blank, why do you think the political powers don't send the military down there more in ways that are more sustained, more like long-term projects? Because it sounds like a horrible shit show down there. And if they're so keen on preserving democracy, which is always the excuse to go to the Middle East, right? Why don't they go down there and try to do something? Why are they acting like it's not our problem if everything across the fucking globe is our problem? Can I take this one, Bruce? (laughs) No, I don't have the answer. (laughs) Or am I being obtuse? Because obviously we have a lot more interests in the Middle East than we do in South America. And by interest, you mean oil, correct? Right. Okay. I think there's other things, too. Like bananas? Minerals. And lithium, <laughs> which is in every cell phone. I mean, what do we get from South America? Um, Immigrants and co- bananas. <laughs> coffee. Coffee. Yeah, coffee's a good one. Cocaine. Yeah. Cocaine's a good one. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. That really doesn't have an answer, but... I mean, think about it. Are you going to piss off the guys that are landlocked to you or just send your shit way over the ocean where, you know, Haji can never ride his camel to your front door? <laughs> just saying. Like, <laughs> think about it. It's All the countries that are fucked are the ones that are within walking distance. Right. Like, yeah. even, obviously, even in Europe. Right. So, hmm. you know. Stir shit up over there all you want, but yep. I got no problem with Mexicans. They make great food. They do mediocre work at a great <laughs> cost. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, let them in. Huh. These countries do seem to be kind of a shit show, though. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's crazy. You should probably move. <laughs> um. It's crazy. I, uh, Legally. <laughs> I have, some, yeah, I have mixed feelings about that whole immigration question, man. Like, because, like, I don't really know what they're expecting. Are they are they just trying to get in so they can live off of the, the dole? Live off, like, the welfare? Or Bob Dole? They, I mean, I think they they probably hope and think they'll get they'll get work, they'll get jobs. Um, Bob Dole. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know yeah. them. I've never yeah. talked to them. Yeah, some of them might be assholes. Some of them might be awesome. I'm sure it's a little of this, a little of that. Right. Bob I mean, Dole it, is looking rough. Did well, he's got to be in his 90s, folks. Did you see the thing at, he's at, not at the dead? At, at the Bush no. funeral? Well, he stood up out of his wheelchair. And yeah, to they, they helped him out of his wheelchair for the help and salute. Why yeah. do I remember Bob Dole dying? Don't know. Mandela. There's fact. a video of him mm-hmm. falling off a. a little ledge at a, a voting event or something. No, some that kind of that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a while ago, but yeah. it's still a good a good view. Yeah, he's still alive. He was at, at the Bush funeral. He's at the Bush funeral. There's something we could talk about. Mazel, Guinea John. Bush Sr. finally well, finally ate it. I mean, <laughs> we all will someday, but... No, you, but you um, were really looking forward to that one. It's, I, just, I mean, it's I been know. documented. 
the whole bit, I think we've talked about how him and Reagan fucked Carter out of his second term by purposefully withholding the hostage release. We've talked about this, right? Right, right. Which makes, as far as I'm concerned, Bush was probably more in behind that than Reagan was because Reagan seemed like the the front piece and the, the pretty boy. He didn't get his hands dirty as much as like Bush behind the scenes with all his contacts and CIA, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Which is just the one skeleton in the closet yeah. of right. many. So I blame that on Bush. So fuck him in, in terms of Jimmy Carter, who I think was a damn fine president. Like, it's not even about party. He was just a decent human being. Like, you could just tell, like, you know. Are you getting choked? I don't know. So it's like, like, (laughs) but I guess I sound butthurt about this, but it it just brings me a personal satisfaction that, like, that Carter outlived Bush. Like, I saw that picture you posted. It was great. Yeah. Just Jimmy Carter laughing. Yeah, that's that's all it was. (laughs) And he posted the day he died. So now, now that he's dead, do you think the truth about JFK will finally come out? Uh, no, unfortunately. There is some uh, dumb thing. I don't know if it's dumb or not, but that's set the whole conspiracy theory that H.W. Bush was in Dealey Plaza that day. Right. That's why I brought it, it up. I thought if, that was like documented now. Well, there's a whole website if, for it. Here's the thing, though. I Google image searched that last time I was here, and... Dude, there's like one picture that shows up of a dude leaning against a building that is just clearly not H.W. Bush. It's just anybody c- can tell it's not him. So if they're trying to pass that off as a picture of H.W. Bush, it, it just becomes a joke to me at that point because the picture is so stupid. What that declassified, there was declassified papers and phone calls of him from Dallas when he claimed never n- not to be there. That's what my understanding was as far as the evidence that Bush Sr. was in Dealey Plaza. Also, his quote, too, his answer to the question, I don't recall ever having been there. That He he phrased his answer in words that were just pretty much those words. Right. Like, he didn't even just say, like, no, I've never been. Yeah. He couldn't like even say person. it. So, oh. it, is, it is what it is. I think... Um, but anyway. I mean, I'm sure there was good things he did, but... <laughs> did you watch... Uh, G Dub's eulogy. To his I dad. heard just a couple snippets of it. <laughs> Wasn't bad. Did did all right. Had a couple laughs. Did you do better than most of his presidential speeches? Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> Didn't try to wing it. No, it was it was well written. Right. Damn. What else you got in that notebook of yours? Oh man, I don't know. We already talked about Ferrero Rocher. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to Bush for a second. Uh huh. Did you guys? We've got Bush. Did you guys catch any of that? Uh, how how Trump didn't recite the one, uh, the Bible verses? Yeah, I saw something about that. I don't yeah. know about this at all. So they they were. I don't know if it was like our father or whatever. It's one of the right. It was like all the living presidents are there. Yes, all re- reciting these verses, and Trump's just like whatever. Trump is just standing there, stone faced, mm-hmm. like not even reading along with it. Yeah, like Obama. Bush, Clinton, they're all there and reciting it. And he doesn't even doesn't give a fuck. What do you take from that? Is that a PR stunt? Or is that like a is that like a fuck you to Bush? Or is that like uh I don't know what to make of it. I think that he doesn't want to be seen at all. His break with the Obama years is so severe. Like the fact that Obama was there, I think if Obama had not been there, he might have, he might have just done. 
I'm surprised he even fucking showed up, honestly. He fancies himself a maverick and different from everybody, but especially Obama, dude. Anything that Obama does, he will not do. He's so stubborn about that. Like, he's trying to erase that man's legacy. He's trying to fucking... Yeah, but I don't see how that's relevant in this... In this scenario, scenario. right. I'm just saying Every that... person in the room was reciting the prayer. I'm saying if Obama wasn't there... I was just saying as Obama... Like, even a Muslim said it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose maybe he just like they had to make a certain give a certain liberal angle to that service just because they wanted everybody to show their appreciation. So that I mean they had to let black people in, they had to let Muslims in, <laughs> you know. Like I'm, I'm saying from Trump's perspective, you know. <laughs> Hold on. What? Like if it was just like a boys' club, Trump like fucking gathering of people they they would have been all wall to wall white Bush's funeral I don't understand what That's what I'm saying the, the occasion itself <laughs> made it open door to every wall, every type of person So and that's why Trump looked so uncomfortable is my point that he ha- that he was there he was at that event in an ev- at an event with other with with black people like Yeah <laughs> oh yeah You see how comfortable he is he's like smelling his own farts when he's got those rallies you know This, that's stretch. How happy he that's, is. That's, I'm just comparing because you raise a question. Does he look cranky and, you know, like he was being some kind of dick at it, right? Didn't I, you say that a minute ago? Yeah, and I was just I mean, providing was. some uh, theory. My, that's all it is, my theory. <laughs> Having to be around that many liberal people in, in, a, in an enclosed space makes him nervous. That's my, that's my opinion. Yeah, but I highly doubt there were that many liberal people there, given it was a Bush senior funeral. He was probably surrounded by nothing but conservatives, minus Obama and Clinton, who he was sitting, you know, behind yeah. or whatever. Oh, that might have been it, dude. Dude, I'm remembering the images now. Did he? Okay. You said you just said it. He sat behind them. I think I could be wrong. Okay, but for some reason, I, I envisioned him behind them. And then there was that picture of Putin high fiving the the Chinese Zingping guy, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar with and that. And like Trump's way in the background of that looking unhappy. Like so he's been like <laughs> Do you see images of them sitting? Like is Trump in the yeah, second row? And, oh, uh, I'm looking now. No, it doesn't look like it. It looks like they're on the front row. They're all next to each other. Right. They're all Okay, okay. Huh. Well, I'm glad, you know, that they had to play nice, at least in public. Although in in this one, you can kind of see Hillary giving him the side eye all the way over there. <laughs> wow. That's insane. Um, yeah, so it's been a quiet couple of weeks in terms of, like, crazy uh, news. Knock on wood. Hopefully the holidays people calm the fuck down because they're too busy wrapped up in their own personal responsibilities. So do we think she's officially the hottest first lady we've had? Oh, Melania? Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, Who would I, even compare? Dude, like, okay, better, look, than like, better than like Jackie O? Yes. Dude, I, I will disagree only because she's so like stone cold. Like oh, That is so crazy. unattractive. You are fucking nuts. If you think... Jackie O is the only one that could even come close, and that is... Well, because the rest of them are... Most of the rest are like old ladies. Right. Well, exactly. I mean, I, I don't pick that. I would, you know, if I could have supermodels to look at as a first lady, then 
I tell these past presidents to, you know, trade in for a new model. Like, Trump's got that going for him, at least. Yeah. By the way, only one president never got married. 15th president, James Buchanan. A little, little trivioid for you. Really? Yep. And then Fitzgerald and the Great Gatsby names the great womanizer, Tom Buchanan, which is interesting. So what are you looking up there, Bruce? I hope your 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 wife doesn't mind me. Uh, that Melania Trump sexy is now a Google search on her uh, laptop. I'm surprised it wasn't there already. <laughs> there was one photo that I'm trying to find. I totally can't. Um. Yeah, I think Michelle Obama is attractive if you're into like, you know. Go on. To go on. <laughs> <laughs> All ears. Um, I agree. I like I kind of like if tall into, women. If you're into chicks with dicks, is that what you're going to say? <laughs> I kind of like tall women. Adam's apple. Nice and pronounced. <laughs> women. <coughs> yeah, man. Um, so that... This has been politifucked. <laughs> Wait, here's a great, great photo of all the, the first ladies together. Uh... And you got George W. trying to wrangle up an extra while Bill Clinton's <laughs> just in the background staring along. Mm. Uh, that's actually a really funny photo. Good old boy, George W. getting two ladies and leaving Bill Clinton in the cold. Wow. His arms around Hillary. So that really one funny. was t- when he was still alive. That right. Yeah. That's been... pretty recent, though. No, he was dead in the wheelchair. That <laughs> photo. That's, that's how they put him down. Yeah. They're going to bury him in that chair. <laughs> There's this guy in England in the 1850s or so. He was like the leader of this like uh, society of intellectuals. I think they were called the utilitarianism or something like that. His name was Jeremy Bentham. And he stipulated that when he died that they taxidermied his ass and they still wheeled him out for every meeting of the, of the association. And they did it for many decades. This is a true. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine sitting next to him at the meeting. It's got to start stinking after a while. I mean, I guess the whole taxidermy thing, it like, you know, becomes a non issue. I don't know. With people? With a human? I guess there's ways to do it. It's got to be the same as anything else, I'll think. I'm kind of surprised more people don't do that, actually. I mean, where would you keep them? Like, would you really want to keep a dead relative around? Stuffed? Like, in the foyer? In the corner. Right. Just hang, like throw coats on them. Just like make a human chair out. <laughs> make a human chair out of them. Sit on their laps while you're eating dinner. <laughs> throw all your random shit, like your bag, your keys. And make sure you taxidermy him with his elbows at ninety degree angles because we definitely want to like you know put like ironing boards on him and fucking coats. Throw coats. And you want stand, yeah, standing at attention with his arms out, like one of those butlers that you buy, like for, next to the door. You know, wow. have you ever seen one of those statues just like holding mints or something? Yes. Yeah, just have Grandpa hold mints. <laughs> Damn. That's insane. In the membrane. I had an uncle who had a couple of taxidermied, like, ducks or something. Um, My dad's got all sorts of taxidermy shit. Yeah? Mountain lions and moose and Nuh-uh. mountain goats. and Yeah. Did he kill them all? Yeah. That's awesome. You're not being serious. <laughs> I'm no, 100% serious. serious. I knew he was into hunting. Where, where does he keep this shit? In the basement. In the basement. 
And wow. he's got like some trophy ones. Did he ever up, try to take like, you out hunting and get you into that whole? Yeah, bit? when I was a kid, I went like goose hunting and stuff. Was it your thing ever? Or? No, not really. Did you did you fire and did you ever? Yeah, I mean, anything? I killed some shit. But. Wow, all these stories of Bruce we never get to hear. So one time, <clears throat> a buddy of mine fell asleep in my house, and we were all fucked up. Uh, I don't know if we were, you know. Well, I'll just leave it as we were all fucked up, <laughs> and uh, he passed out on the couch before all the rest of us. So we were like, oh, man, that's just a, a dumb idea. So we took, while he was sleeping, we decided to move and take all these animal heads and all these full-sized mounts of, like, you know, he has, like, a full-sized Kodiak bear and stuff downstairs. So we moved them all around the couch where this kid passed out. And we brought down the strobe lights and plugged <laughs> them in. And we turned, we turned off all the lights, had the strobe lights on. <laughs> And he had he had angry animal faces like fucking uh, like wild boars and mountain lions and Kodiak bears and all this shit all around them. (laughs) And then we just started all of us started screaming, "Oh my god!" ah, ah." And the light turned on. No, we left the lights off, so it was just the strobe lights. Yeah, yeah. So he opened his eyes, and all he sees every direction he looks is these crazy animals with the strobe lights. He's like, "Ah, ah, ah." like he just like absolutely starts flipping out. We were like videotaping and shit too. I got that somewhere. Oh, I want to see it. Awesome. Yes, sounds awesome. Uh, but yeah, he almost had a fucking heart attack. He was like, because you couldn't, he couldn't go anywhere because every direction he looked, there was another wild animal staring at him in the face. So he was all fucked up and woke up, and that's that's what happened. And you carried this upstairs from the basement. No, we were all in the basement. Oh, you're already down yeah. there. Um. So yeah, that's uh, what we did to people that would fall Kodiak early, bear uh, <laughs> in my basement. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I think think of taxidermy, I think of the movie The Pest. John <laughs> right. Where they're hunting humans. Right. And he's got all different ethnicities hanging up there. <laughs> Damn. And the hunter was that pervert guy from uh, Ferris Bueller and Howard the Duck. There you go. Pervert guy. Yeah, he got oh, bu- busted for the kitty porn or whatever. Oh. The redheaded. Uh, yeah, he was a principal in Ferris Bueller. We've talked about him before. Yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Jones? Yes, Jeffrey Jones. Yes. He got busted for some shit? I didn't hear about that. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he got busted with some kind of... And did you say he was in Howard the Duck? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. he was. He was, like, really a monster in human form. Yeah, he was also in Deadwood. And Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice, huh. that's right. Oh, and he was in Amadeus, too, which was a fantastic movie. In 2003, Jones pleaded no contest to a felony charge of soliciting a 14-year-old boy to pose for nude photographs. Hmm. Since then, he has appeared in two films and one television series. There you have it, folks. My true Good. form would be considered idios and revolting here. Good pull. <laughs> that was according to Wikipedia. Doing. Yeah, where were we talking about? What were we talking about before Jeffrey Jones? We were on something. Um, I was looking up photos of a young uh, Rosalind Carter. See, oh my God! To see how. Uh, to see if she was a How peach, she huh? up. I don't think she was. She was pretty good looking. That's for a, for a first lady. Uh, she a, was. She's fine. Okay. She's. Uh, I might. She's, not, she's I'm a not pretty one. Kick her out of bed for eating crackers. She's a peach, huh? But compare it to Melania. Well, get yeah, out yeah, of but here. dude, that was a different era. I still say, if you got no personality and you're stone cold, like. It, it, that d- might just to become be, less attractive. I feel like that's just her I around guess him. If you're going to talk to her, but the fact that she's with him says 
volumes about her character is what well, is kind of what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, what it says is that she probably fucks like a beast because <laughs> he picked her out of you know basically anyone who's willing to do it for a billion dollars. All I'm saying is that I don't think Barbara Bush could get me hard. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, I say we put that to the test. <laughs> Naked pictures of B. Arthur. <laughs> yeah, so what's coming up? Uh, how's Christmas look shaping up for everybody? Christmas. I don't even know. It's coming up around the bend. I know. It's really not that far away. Or by the time you listen to this, it already happened. No, it'll be up. No, we'll get it. We're going to try and keep on it. Keep uh, on keeping on. Got a couple weeks to Christmas, but uh, yeah, it's it's hectic as usual. I haven't shopped. I haven't even thought about it. I have no idea. I've got my stuff pretty much done for the most part, but a lot a lot of stuff does happen in that last week, that's for sure. In terms of acquiring shit, like gift packaging and you know, I do have a st- I have a stash of like old gift bags and tissue paper and <laughs> you may or may not have the you're, size you need and the sh- you know. You're going to give those out for gifts? Bags full of tissue paper? <laughs> You know what I mean? You're going. Uh, you're going to give out DVDs you got from free from Jeff. I keep my gifts simple and small. You know, it, it's like. Is that, is that your motto? Simple and small. It, it's a motto in certain condi- situations. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's damn right. And you know, more sugar gets wheeled out for you to consume willy nilly, <laughs> no questions asked. Cookies and pies and you know Yule logs and. What you is know, a Yule log? Is that like a... F- I meant to say like a fruit cake or something. Yeah. Yule log is like the f- the burning... I was going to say, it's like the thing you burn. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking <laughs> yeah, of like Don't that. eat those. Don't eat those. <laughs> Dude, Howard Stern, one one year, probably more than one year, but one year for Christmas, like when he when they used to play his show on E! Channel and shit, you know, the TV version. Right. One year he had like this overnight twelve hour thing. It was like this Yule log, but mm-hmm. instead instead of a Yule log, it was like like Fat Eric or one of those fucking like caricature guys just sitting there eating wings oh. for like twelve <laughs> hours. Like it was just him in real time sitting there eating wings. Uh, High pitch Eric, maybe, or yeah, it was just it. like this beer gutted, yeah. fucking funny looking dude. It's funny because I'd never listened to the Howard Stern show. I only knew it because of. It being aired on E. I used to watch it on there all the time. Yeah. Those are like, those. I, did it even get syndicated around here? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think it was on. I think it was on. Started on K Rock, right? On New York, mm-hmm. and then got picked up for however many years syndication somewhere. Yeah, but I don't. I don't, I don't know if like ninety eight Rock or DC one and one. I don't know if any of those ever picked it up. I well, I was in Cleveland for most of that, and uh, we got it out there. Um, the scene in that pri- remember Private Parts came out. That was kind of a big deal. That movie came out, right? Um, but he sort of just faded in a lot of ways. I mean, I don't know. Once he went to satellite, it seemed like he wasn't as funny anymore. Yeah, I mean, if you don't get that channel or don't subscribe to that, like you, he just disappeared from your fucking consciousness, right? But, in that movie, there's that scene where like the lady calls in and he like gets her off by telling her to sit on the to speaker. sit on the speaker. That was a pretty classic 
moment in film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She goes, ah, la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he was a judge on America's Got Talent for years uh, as well. I think he still is. I don't know if he still is or not. I think he stopped. It did, yeah. Okay. I think they brought in someone else. Because I was really worried that he was going to suck. But it turned, he was actually a really good judge. Yeah, I didn't mind him on there. Yeah, um... Trying to think. Have at it. Yourself. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. Um, Have we run out of shit? No, nah, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> it sounds to me like we have. <laughs> what, what Jeff, did, did you uh, chop down those trees you wanted to chop down? <laughs> I did not. Did not get a chance to. I got up to up to it. Everything done up to that point. Next good day of weather. I'm trying to chop away. Chop away like a Chippewa. Sure. All right, so that was another 15 seconds. <laughs> Anything else? So there's this video. Yeah, uh, our friend posted this video last week of um, to this, this lady who's brought into a hospital. <laughs> and she's laying in the hospital bed like... You know, fully awake and everything, and her husband's sitting on the on the chair next to the bed, taking this video, shooting this video that goes on for like four minutes or something. And the lady in the bed is just like constantly having these like orgasm shutters, like she she can't even finish a sentence, and she'll just go into like orgasm reboot, and it just goes on for like five minutes. Is did I understand this right? Oh yeah. Like she's having this like constant orgasming. That's the gist of it. The jism of it. <laughs> that goes on for five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently her man dicked her so hard that she just couldn't stop. <laughs> and he's taking oh. that video and you know he's like, this is like a, my trophy it's, video. Uh, new calling card. He just, yeah. he just sends that to chicks on, uh, on fucking uh, Tinder. Yeah. You know why I, I went viral? <laughs> Damn. Does she have legs? <laughs> yes, she had, she had legs. It almost looked like she didn't have legs, if memory serves. They were up, like, okay. bent up. You know. Damn. Um, I saw this funny... Got legs. <laughs> <laughs> Daily News headline the other day. What is, is that like a legit newspaper, or is that more like a tabloid? I have no idea. It sounds like a tabloid. Yeah. Um, it's New York Daily News, and it's always got the funny headlines. It's, it's hard to tell the difference anymore. Like uh, when Cosby got a, like a like sentenced or whatever for three to ten years, the huge the huge fucking font you know took up the whole cover. It just said Cuff Huxtable. <laughs> <laughs> and the other day, that's it's, a good one. The other day, it said rubbed wrong way, and then the caption says Queen's Spa Sicko swings hammer after he's denied happy ending. <laughs> You've got it like right on their cover. It's fucking funny. Um, here, here's a headline for you. Back from November 28th. 425-pound teacher suspended for sitting on a student's head and farting in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and all she got was suspended. Not fired. Yeah. Suspended. 
I mean, the yeah. kid might have deserved it. And then here's another headline. Or liked it. From also from right around Thanksgiving. It's got like this fucking guy standing in front of his John Deere tractor in the, in the image, and the caption says, Man crushed to death by forklift driven by pet dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bitch. Would you like to describe that video to our listeners? It's a guy slapping a dildo on his on his fucking forehead and making fart noises. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's what I feel like our show just sounds like in general. What are you talking about, Bruce? I shit my pants. Let's. All right, let's let's do a segment called Devil's Advocate. <laughs> one of you guys, okay. One of you guys say something that you believe, and <laughs> and the other two of us have to disagree. Whether, like, even if it's challenging to disagree. All right, I'll start. <laughs> Go ahead. Black people are great. Kenny <laughs> John, you're up. <laughs> you motherfucker Volley and Jesus Did you mean to say gay men set or something I don't know what I meant to say <laughs> Is that a sports reference <laughs> I said gay men something Um. Well I think you know You can say it about anybody. Not just it's not just a question of black and white. Black people are great. Oh my God, Bruce! You know you paint me into a corner on that one. This was your idea, buddy. <laughs> I guess I was thinking more something like you know, I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah, there it is. There you have it, folks. And that this has been Devil's Advocate. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. <laughs> that, that's Chris Davis level whiffing. He goes for ass, end up with a mile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to work on that one. Right. Oh, man. I mean, Bruce just. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought the rules were pretty, uh, you know, simple, but I don't know. Apparently, there's a miscommunication somewhere. <laughs> I'm not going until he goes. <laughs> oh, man. So, All right. So you, you want to try another one or is this shit show I, over? I think we should call it. <laughs> <laughs> On that high note. So thanks for joining us in the Poon Saloon. Indeed. <laughs> and, uh, There's plenty to go around. Thanks for taking the cynic route. The octagon is the shape of our table. And could you imagine like eight poons like all around? Like... <laughs> It's hard enough with three. Right. <laughs> so uh, be sure and visit our uh, our website, takingthecynicroute.com. Uh, you can find links to our old episodes. Yeah, we're close up 20 now. This might be 20. Yeah, pushing, uh, pushing 5,000 downloads to all our happy listeners. We you appreciate can, it. 
You can contribute to our Patreon for exclusive content. And uh, send us emails about topic ideas or, you know, or any content. Chip in with opinions that you have. We'll, we'll read any of it on air because, you know, we get about one a week at this point. So we're looking to grow that as well. If you're a Facebooker, just go on our fucking wall and post whatever, you know. Uh, we will see it and we will comment on it. So that goes for all the other social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter, you know, even though we don't throw it out there that often. It's only because nobody else, you know. There's no point unless you're yeah. interacting with us. Indeed. So feel free to give us a tweet. Show us a picture of your boobs. <laughs> it's all appreciated. Oh, and I'll, I'll close on this note. I decided, I told the guys this earlier, I decided I've if I could choose my way of dying, I've, I have discovered it, and it is just being smothered in a pair of titties. Like, <laughs> like just talk about, like, going out, drifting away on a cloud, like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better. Couldn't, I'm Jeff. Couldn't have motorboated it better. They call me Bruce. And Guinea John signing off. Sayonara. Adios. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of Taking the Cynic Route. If you guys want to contact us or follow us through social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can get all of our handles at our website www.takingthecynicroute.com If you want to email us for guest opportunities or topic ideas, you can email us at cynicroutepodcast at gmail. And if you really like what you're listening to and we made you laugh and you got a couple bucks to spare, you can check out our Patreon page. Any amount per month will help us cover the cost of doing the podcast itself between production and hosting and domain registry and all that fun stuff. So, until next time, like, download, and share. Taking the Cynic Route.